Welcome to episode one of Success Busting, the podcast that goes behind the Insta feed and polished press releases to dig out the real story behind our overnight successes. I'm back. (laughs) Well, that was a while, wasn't it? It wasn't meant to be that long. Anyway, I am back. Brand new podcast, brand new name, new angle, new identity. So this is a success busting podcast where I want to bust those overnight success myths, the glossy Instagram feed and the polished press releases that we get fed every day. I'm sick of it. I'm pretty sure you're sick of it too. What I'm really interested in is the story behind these successes and to find out whether the journey is as smooth as we're led to believe it is. So I'm joined today by Lucy Arnold. Lucy's a bit of a unicorn, as you're going to hear in the following episode. She runs Lucy Lockett Loves Activewear brand based here in Sheffield. She's a client and a friend. And I knew that you had to hear her story because it's quite frankly incredible. Just before we get stuck in, for anyone who wants to work with me or my team, the doors are open for the Ecom Growth Hub now. That's our program where you get access to an eight-module course, loads of coaching calls, and also a community of people going through exactly the same issues you're facing right now. If you have a small product business, it is definitely the place to be. We're seeing some incredible results. We'd love to see you in there. I'm going to pop the link in the show notes below if you want to come and check it out. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to yours. And I would love it if you enjoy the show, if you would leave us a review. It really does make all the difference. Okay, let's get stuck in. Here's Lucy. Okay. Hi, Lucy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining me today. I feel like I need to get this out of the way before we get cracking. You can do Fs, but no Cs. Okay, that's fine. Is that good? I'll try to do that. Bit. I'll try to okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can totally do Fs, but yeah, let's keep the Cs to a minimum. Um, thanks for joining us today. It's okay. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, you're absolutely welcome. I think your story is completely mind-blowing, fascinating, and I can't wait to hear more. So I'm going to start it off the way I start all of these podcasts with the question, are you successful? (laughs) Do you know what? I find that that question so hard because I think that... That's why I ask it. It totally depends on, on who's judging the success and what their view of success is. So... Um, for instance, a lot of my friends are now married with kids. I'm almost 30, not married, no kids, but I do have a successful business and I have a large team that work for me and I'm very happy. So in my eyes, yes, I'm successful, but through somebody else's eyes, maybe I've not hit those goals that we were planned out in Disney films when we were younger. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And do you feel comfortable saying yes I'm successful um I think it's took me a long time to get there but I think finally now I kind of have to recognize my achievements I think um last month I got Forbes 30 under 30 and that to me is the biggest thing that possibly could happen in my career I'm sure I'm sure something else great will happen 
But I think now I've kind of got that. I think I can actually turn around and go, look, come on, give yourself a pat on the back. You've done fucking yeah. well. Like, come on. Yeah, like, oh, first F. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> For- Forbes have said I'm successful. Of course, yeah. it's okay for me to say it now, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing. If if they can say it, then maybe I can just say, do you know what? Yeah, well done. You've done, you've done yeah. right. You're 29 and you've, you've, done am- you've done amazing. Well done. You have so just for the record, in my eyes, you are successful. Should we just <laughs> should we just talk about like your your business journey? Because it hasn't even been like it's not like twenty years, is it? It's been over such a short period of time. Do you want to talk everyone through the yeah, so, um, story? The business that that I have now will be free in July. So what are we? April, May, June, July. So yeah, we're not we're not quite free yet. Uh, basically, I was a personal trainer. Um, I'd injured my back. Um, I was finding it really difficult to train clients, and I needed to pay the rent on my studio. It was it was a private personal training studio. The rent wasn't cheap. Um, and I was like, right, what can I do just to make some income? And I was at home one day, quite high on painkillers and looking at different revenue streams and then I kind of just thought oh let's have a kind of look at maybe getting into clothing Um, I had studied fashion retail at college um, but I'd never done anything with it Um, and then one thing kind of led to another I had samples within about four or five days and then we just kind of went from there Um, I ordered 90 units and the initial plan was to sell to family friends PT clients just to kind of tick me over until um, I, I was waiting for an operation on my back um and the idea was literally just to pay rent and then I sold them 90 before they even came in um and then I kind of did the same did pre-orders again and again and again and then here we are now three years later 15 staff two warehouses and yeah it's absolutely incredible so was that because what do you I mean there's a couple of things there isn't it first of all your average joe wouldn't go oh let's have a look at clothing and get samples and that kind of thing they might go let's have a look at clothing and go to alibaba and order some stuff and resell it but i don't think they would go the whole hog and get samples and start from scratch so there's there's that first of all but then who did you sell that to? Like, did you already have a following through your PT so, stuff? Yeah, so through my personal training um kind of side, I had like a small social following. I say small, it's it, it was about it was probably about five, six thousand, but if I compare that to what I have now, it, it seems like teeny tiny. Yeah. Um and then I had um personal training clients. I used to work at the university doing health checks and doing boot camps for the staff there. Um and then I, I did four boot camps a week as well with about 30 people so I had quite a big circle around me that were already mm. in the industry in, not in that industry but they knew who I was um so yeah. I found it quite easy to kind of sell to those people because they were already invested in me and my businesses um and my work because I trained them in a, in a fitness capacity um mm. And then in regards to like getting samples and stuff, I think that's kind of a little bit of the of my college background. Um, I kind of did have a little bit of an idea how to go about doing that. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's why. <laughs> but but I still maintain that not every so when we're looking at success and why are certain people are successful, yeah, I think it's those little things, isn't it, that make up the big things. Like so many people would just have thought oh I'll just sell some stuff on eBay or yeah. and or I'll borrow some money you know just to pay the rent I'm sure I'll feel better yeah. so at that point I know you had loads of people around you but 
I think looking at your business now, and we'll go a bit more into that, but it's, it's completely down to the power of community, isn't it? Yeah. Did you, did you recognise that even at that point with your, you know, significant, but compared to what you've got now, tiny social following yeah definitely when I was personal training um, I definitely tried to get all my clients even though they trained separately trying to get them involved in like a community aspect so they'd kind of help each other hit their goals um the same went for boot camps and stuff we'd kind of have a group community page where people could speak about the boot camps and chat um, and I think really early on um, I recognise that community is key for brands. And I think a lot of brands are kind of clicking onto that now as well. Um, I'm quite lucky that I'm kind of three years deep, but um, a lot of bigger brands are really clicking onto that now and realising that community is is what people really want um, and it, like a tribe behind you. Um, and mm. it's amazing. Like they empower and motivate me every day. I get as much from those guys as as I hope they get from me and, and, and our brand. Do you know, one of the things that always amazes me when I see how you interact with your community. So just let's just quickly go through the numbers. What's what's your Insta on at the moment? So Insta's just hit 40k, but I don't really I don't really focus on Insta. My two main things that I use are my Facebook page, which has just hit 103k, and then our Facebook group, which is our community group, which I think is just under 30k at the minute. Mm. Which is huge, isn't it? And huge numbers. And when I look at your um, feed, so your Instagram feed, I know you're saying that's not your focus. I'm trying it's to not... on it a bit more. I am trying. <laughs> I mean, you post a lot, don't you? But it's not this kind of... We're used to seeing these like curated feeds where people use this word like authentic, but nothing's more authentic than yours. Like you share... You share when you're feeling crap, you share how you feel, you know, what you're doing that day, like everything is around, um, everything's just really, really authentic, isn't it? Yeah, there's no, nothing's ever planned. I never kind of sit down on a Monday and plan my social media for the week. It literally is as it as it arrives and as it happens um so it, it will be what is happening that day I never think oh I'll post that on Wednesday it's literally what is what is happening in my life right now um and I've always kind of stuck at that one thing that I have always said is I will never hand over the social media aspect yeah. kind of to anybody um obviously I have staff that help me like moderate comments and reply to customers but the actual content will always be created by me um, because I think that's the key to where where I've got um, success wise um, and mm. following wise. Um, I try to be as authentic and genuine as possible, and also show people that that it's not all fun and games running a business. Like I have run myself to the ground at times for yeah. the last three years, um, and yeah, it's 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 hard sometimes, and I want people to kind of see that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's really. I guess the the initial question about are you successful? It's like, at what price, isn't it? It's yeah. easy for people to see the Forbes stuff, and you know, I, I know you're really honest with um your you know stress battles and the thing yeah. you, things you go through with the business. But I guess a lot of people aren't, and that's where we have this image of success, don't we? Where we think 
we think certain people have just got this like superhero quality where they just ne- they're up at four like making their green juice and doing their hit workout yeah. and you know they've got every five minutes planned and it's just not like that no. is it no no not at all um and I try and kind of put both aspects on I'm kind of really on like a fitness routine at the minute I'm I'm kind of thankful for whatever is going off in the world a little bit because it has given me a little bit of a chance to reset and recharge um mm. and kind of just focus on me instead of just focusing on the business but there is times where it is a situation of you'll get up at seven and you'll still be working at 11 and you've not really took any time for yourself all day um I've missed friends weddings I've missed friends Hindus, I've missed friends baby showers I've missed luckily there a lot of them are still my friends um <laughs> but it, the, the price the price of success as well yeah I think I am lucky in a lot of ways is that my partner lives away Monday to Friday and um, he works in London in the week so I don't have to kind of be home for tea or mm. I, I, I kind of can just throw myself completely and utterly into this and I thrive off that that's what makes yeah. me happy working makes me tick it's it's who I am um and some people can say that and some people can't but yeah working is and my business is is my baby basically this is who I am and who I want to be yeah I have to be a bit careful what I say because Steve my husband edits this (laughs) but I (laughs) but there's certainly weeks where I mean that would be amazing for me having that time to dedicate to the business would be brilliant but there is there is that flip side isn't there where is that healthy like is yeah. it healthy to be working on your business from seven in the morning to 11 o'clock at night and not having anyone that's saying right that's enough now come on you know I don't, you need time away from the screen yeah I don't think it was healthy at the time but do you know what it's kind of built me to a place now where I don't have to do that as much anymore mm. so those first two two and a bit years of just hard constant graft and the constantness of it and never kind of taking a day off social media or forgetting to post or never forgetting to engage with my community or checking with how they're feeling actually all of those things now have grown to to a point where I can take a little bit of a step back not that I want to take a huge step back but I can kind of limit my working hours a little bit more I can start at eight and I can work at four and don't get me wrong Monday night I was still working at 11 o'clock I didn't have to be but do you know what I enjoy it yeah I know and that's the thing isn't it is I'm so anti this like hustle culture which is you know you have to be working you have to be grinding it out 24 7 I'm so no I'm so over all that yeah I think that I have done and where it has led me now I'm thankful for but if I could do it again maybe I would kind of take a little bit more of a step back and think do you know what this isn't really important right now and a lot of what I do now is I break things into okay what needs doing in the next hour what needs next doing before lunch what needs doing today this week this month Um, Mm. and I constantly write lists and do that and I think that makes me focus on what's more important sometimes it's really easy to kind of lose track and you'll see something and you'll deal with it there and then and actually do you know what that isn't relevant to what I need to do right now Um, and I think I'm learning I'm learning I've never like ran a I've never worked in a business this size at this level it's really hard being a boss and the last Mm -hmm. year has been as our team grows and as we have more staff it's it's really scary Um, especially with everything that's been going on in the world recently that I have 15 people that kind of look up to me for guidance in regards to everything that's going off and it's very hard and I'm learning every single day 
every day I'm learning something new. It's really tough. It's tough to have a team in these times. I think, you know, we've been so lucky. Like people, you know, we we just deal with people who are selling online and that's the only place people can shop. But I know on the other side, so for you, for example, trying to manage those teams in an area that might not be big enough for that amount of people and social yeah. distancing and all that kind of thing is really tricky. Yeah. Just going back to your team, your team's slightly unusual, isn't it, in that you're, a lot of your family work with you? Yeah, so I have my mum and dad both work for me. My dad's a director, my mum's our warehouse manager. And then my brother's partner, Charlie, is our dispatch manager. Initially, it was just us four. And then we've kind of grown from there. Um, my customer service girls both live in Newcastle. They started as just members of our community a couple of years ago. And they were really active in the group. And then I asked them if they'd help me admin it. And then last year, I offered them both jobs. And they both quit their jobs. And they're both my best friends as well. I love them both. Big shout out to Louise and Rachel. Um Aww. And yeah, so my whole staff and team is is not what's the word is any is anything like um normal nowadays. It works for us. It def yeah, it's definitely got that fit. I remember when I came out to to see you a while ago, and I was like, "Haven't you just thought about using a fulfillment house?" And you kind of reeled off all the reasons why you would never do that, which was um like your customers collecting the packing slips when different people have, have signed yeah, them all every and... order is like personally signed and then we try and put free gifts in and also that gives us the chance of if I've got some like excess stock that I know I'm not going to sell I can literally just slip it in someone's orders it gives them more personal feel um yeah. I have thought about fulfillment options but I don't think I'll ever go down that route because a lot of what we do is personal and it's a personal brand and it's a community and the second that I hand that off to somebody else you lose those aspects it's a bit like if I handed my social media completely yeah. over to somebody it, it wouldn't work because it wouldn't be what's made you you can't you can't forget what's made you where you are now just because yeah. I am where I am right now I can't forget all those thousands of people that have helped me get to where I am right now I completely agree and I think I think it's a real testament to the team that it does work the way it does like your mum's absolutely bonkers isn't she oh, and hilarious yeah so you say she's she's like got her own following now she's become a she's, celeb yeah, she's in her like own got like 11,000 followers <laughs> she's got her own social media following and it's like there's like a little poll in the community like who's your favorite locket it's always my mom everyone loves my mom so much oh I just think it's fantastic it's equally like for me it's equally mind-blowing and just it's just absolutely fantastic to see the way that you've grown and I think hearing that backstory is you know is hard work and consistency isn't it is there is there any other way to grow um I think you've got to just stay true to, I think true to you and I know that sounds quite cliche I've never made a decision that hasn't been right for me or hasn't been my decision um and that's the same with like social media I think I think if you stick to what you are and your morals and your beliefs and um, whether people align with them or not I think if you can be successful in that way because yeah because you'll attract the right people won't you yeah I've never tried to be someone I'm not ever 
Um, I've documented a lot of stuff on social media that isn't maybe relevant to our business either. I've had a lot of problems with my skin over the last 18 months, two years, and had to take some quite nasty drugs. And I've kind of documented that. Um, I've documented a lot of obviously starting this brand. I'd hit my back quite significantly and I was, mm. waiting, for, um, I was waiting for a nerve root block on it. And um, I've kind of documented that and the journey that that's led me on because when I started this, I was a size eight personal trainer and now I'm a size 14, what am I? So that a lot of that's been documented and also my kind of road to self-love within that as well. Like mm. my kind of road to accept my body for what it is and what it can do and not try to before my mindset's completely shifted from when I was a personal trainer to when I was now so I've kind of documented that journey as well um self-love body empowerment all of those things um, are a key yeah. part of our community yeah and it, I mean apart from anything your your actual size range is what is it six or eight so 26 to a size 26 currently um so we're one of the largest kind of um range of sizes in the UK pretty much in active wear which is a like from a from a like offering point of view that's wonderful, but from a stock holding and stock buying point of view, that is a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of people don't kind of understand the logistics of that. Like, it can be quite stressful because I am so transparent with customers. Obviously, we get a lot of of questions and we try to answer them best we can and a lot of the time we were at size 22 and everyone was like well when are you going to do size 24 and 26 well when when is it coming when's it coming and it's like guys like you literally to develop those products when they're so new and then to get the prototypes and then to bring them to market and then work out the stocking numbers and we had a we had a period of time where 22s used to sell out completely the day they went online and I kept ordering more and more and more and more and they just kept selling and selling and I was like, right, okay, what are we going to do in regards to this? Because I was still learning with numbers as well. Mm. And so, yeah, it's it's hard. I am, That's the thing that I'm learning every day still as well. Um, we went through a period of time where we just didn't really sell any size eights at all. Um, oh. Really minimum numbers. And then now, uh, we're probably like eight months after that, all of a sudden we can't get enough size eights and size tens again. So it's constant balance. And as we grow, obviously I'm not ordering nowhere near the same units as what I was ordering a year ago. I'm ordering yeah. what four, five, six, seven, eight times that now. Um, yeah, it's definitely something that I'm learning, but I want to be able to know and do all of that myself. And those are the parts of my job that I love, to be honest, that side of the business. Are they? You, yeah. still, you still enjoy that part of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, that, the, that side yeah. and product development and products is is and will always be my my best part. My dad always says that, no, I'm the person who knows how to bring in the money and generate the income. Um, and I think in a lot of ways I am, but I think the product development side of stuff is is still where my love lies, basically. Yeah, yeah. So well, you you're clearly good at it. So I would be doing the um, listeners a disservice to not talk about the the cold hard facts in terms of apart from all the hard work. I say hard work in air quotes like that's just one thing. <laughs> um, and whether you consider yourself a success or not. So. The, the work that actually goes into it, I've 
seen recently your um you'll tell me who it was one of the strictly stars was wearing your your cycling shorts on the one show and what so you've been working with influencers quite a lot haven't you what other marketing tactics have you used apart from blood sweat and tears what are the kind of levers that you have pulled to see that kind of growth um, so in regards to mar- um, influencer marketing that's something we've only really recently started doing the last few months um mm. Jeanette was actually a complete a, a surprise if I'm at all honest we'd sent some stuff to a different Strictly star last year um and she'd obviously passed them on uh, oh, right. some of them on um so that was amazing um complete surprise I've since spoke to Jeanette she is an amazing beautiful incredible person and we are going to be working together over the next few weeks right um but yeah in regards to that um we have kind of dabbled with Facebook ads which obviously me and you have spoke about a lot mm. um and we're gonna get more consistent with that because we're working with you guys um but yeah it's I think Facebook ads and kind of if I'm honest word of mouth and community I know I keep saying that word community but I wouldn't be where I am without them I kind of rely on those guys to to kind of generate our word of mouth I've not spent a whole amount of money like I've not done any kind of marketing other really than Facebook ads the odd bit of influencer marketing and just relying on my community to to help that growth um and they become invested in us as a brand and then in turn it's just grown from there and what are the kind of I think I know the answer to this I want to ask what are the levers that you've pulled within that community to get people you know people have the kind of pillars right we talk about this this and this and when people order we give them this which means they'll come back and but I feel like you haven't really purposely done any of that it's all just been organic and yeah I mean it sounds a bit wanky to say doesn't it but like from the heart no I think I'll be honest that's that's what it is I've never I've never tried to be anything else and I've just kind of done what I've kind of took myself on as a customer if I was a customer customer journey how would I feel to be part of of that community um I think having like quite an exclusive size or inclusive size range and mm. um, it's great because everyone feels a part of that um and then the customer journey aspects it's really it's really difficult I'll be honest because I do think so much of it has happened organically like I haven't tried to do anything um I'm quite accessible to my community still like if they want to ask me a direct question yeah. I can reply and um, my other half said to me quite recently it's like what else do you know or who else do you know that you can engage with a person that yeah. you you really um what's the word yeah like imagine tagging yeah but I don't I think yeah no 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 that's the right word like like tagging Richard Branson in a post and him replying and you and and you just reply like yeah you'll be start having a cup of tea with me and you'll just reply he was like what else where else do you know that you can do that and I was like oh I've never really thought about it like that but I think that's what I mean I never really think of these things kind of too much they just happen as a result of 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 what I've done it's it's really it's really difficult I'm not really giving many answers here am I (laughs) no no you are and I think it's so right I'm exactly the same in my community I'll like answer questions straight away and you know I think the it kind of comes back to something you said in the beginning which is what I'd like to finish on like 
I think it's because we do have all this time. I don't have kids either. And we do have all this time, which kind of begs the question, like, can you have it all? Could you have achieved this? Could I have achieved what I've achieved if we had kids? And if we have all the calls I'm having at the moment are like, oh, I need to get this done. But, you know, kids and this and that and juggling this. Could you have achieved what you, well, can you have it all? I don't, I don't know. Um, Do you know what? it's it's on my radar to maybe start trying for a family in the next few years so come back to me in four years <laughs> um, be like I wanted to make some leggings but you know yeah, I, don't, um, I don't know to be honest I, I, this this was what I wanted to do more than be a mom and we're not well, we don't plan on getting married. We've been together like eight and a bit years. Well, you're young um, as well. Like, yeah. Right? You're t- 29. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not... I wanted to kind of make sure that I was completely and utterly set up finance-wise before mm. I decided to have kids. And I've done that now. Um, yeah. So I, d- I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. I think it's one of those things where unless you've walked in someone else's shoes, you don't you don't know do you know what I mean yeah totally it's really totally. it's really difficult to to see but then there is like I see like some amazing business owners that are moms and are absolutely doing incredible mm. I think it's just about but then then but then they're not doing it all are they necessarily no. so then they're not responding to someone tagging them in a question at 8 p.m at night yeah. maybe they might be but you know no my assumption exactly would be. but then hopefully I don't know do you know yeah come back to me in a few years it's, it's really difficult, isn't it until until yeah you know of that course person. but yeah um, that's why I asked it yeah when it's I've got on my back and I'm doing another podcast <laughs> in years to come and I'm like no no imagine it's not possible <laughs> yeah. you know what I said about it being possible I've changed my mind yeah so you have that fear that I have that you now can't take your foot off the gas now you've done all this and got it to the point is that so you saying about having a family I wanted to get financially successful what happens if um you know do you have that entrepreneurial anxiety where you're like what happens if I stop no to be honest like I'm already looking at like different business opportunities and what <laughs> what's out there that we can invest in or do this and my main goal at the minute is we're, we're buying a flat in London um, yeah. that's that's the main thing that I'm trying to do at the minute um but obviously life has changed significantly the last few months so I don't know whether I'll still be doing that um <laughs> for my other half to live in um but no I I don't think I'm worried about taking my foot off the gas I've I've just invested a thousand pounds in one of our customers um to help them set up a new business I saw that it's amazing um, do you want to give her a shout out yeah so Jess has just set up mom uniform um I have given her a thousand pounds basically to start it from scratch and amazing. yeah she's already at like three and a half thousand followers after like four days so um yeah she's just so great good. and do you know what she is so good at social media content like every time she texts me to say is this okay I'm like that is amazing she's like I'm only <laughs> copying kind of what you do but oh. I'm like, no honestly she is so I'm so excited to see where she'll be this time next year uh, and I think I kind of want to start doing more stuff like that like helping yeah. other people and um, I get like quite a kick out of that and this kind yeah. of just ticks over without me really doing much anymore I say that I'm still consistent with social media and um, but I don't have to 
I don't have to, like I say, do those 16-hour days anymore. Um, yeah, like it. the team's been built to to do the, the the work that keeps the machine going. Yeah, I can put yeah. the social media content on and I can drive the sales when I need to, but everybody else has got their position and they've got, they know exactly what they're doing as well. Um, so I don't know what to come over the next few years. I'm not really interested in growing the business significantly more. I'd rather start something new or yeah, yeah. I don't know, which is a really weird thing to say, but I'm quite happy with where it is right now. Oh my god, you should be absolutely delighted. I think <laughs> it's. I think you've definitely got a future in yeah, like mentorship, investment, training on yeah, um, what on you've learned of, during this journey. On the back of Forbes Fit Under Thirty, I've had some really exciting um, emails and projects and things kind of sent to me on the back of that. It's amazing what just being named in one list can can do. It's it's quite crazy, really um so yeah there's a few of those that I, I might want to kind of get involved in we'll see um Definitely. a couple where situations have changed so we can't do well the world the world's changed hasn't it or it's changed the world has yeah. most definitely changed. <laughs> changing I'm not quite sure but um yeah we'll see it's if you did tell me this time last year that I'd be here right now because we were still in like quite a smaller unit as well um and now we've got like two two units here um mm. I'd have probably gone ha, ha, ha. so come back to me in a year and we'll see what what the it's crazy you know. how quick things can change isn't it yeah. it's absolutely mad yeah thank you Lucy that's brilliant I think um yeah what a, it's just an amazing story isn't it going from training PT clients to thinking how can I pay this month's rent to turning over you know multi seven figures is just absolutely incredible you should be so so proud of yourself thank you thank you so much thank you for speaking to me today it's been an absolute pleasure and I'll catch up with you really soon all right speak to you later thanks Lucy bye thank you so much Lucy that was amazing what an incredible story it's so funny isn't it sometimes how we look at these brands and think I want what they've got but there's really not that much Lucy's done that is repeatable or is you know it's about her and it's about her authenticity and drive that's really made the brand work so definitely go and check out Lucy Lockett Loves she's um at Lucy Lockett Loves on Insta the same on Facebook I'm going to tag it all in the show notes please go and check her out thank you for joining me come back next time for episode two of success busting podcast (laughs) 